Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So, uh, you know, just for being a listener to the podcast, man, you already know. All you got to do is uh, go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. Go there. We're going to give you a free trial. Um, it's two free MP3s of your master. Um, it's so important. To, to enter that process in your music you know you spent all that time uh recording and, and you know getting the beats together paying for the beats or whatnot and um you, you know you have a, a decent recording you get it mixed and then you think it's time to put out well you, you got to get it mastered first and if you do that um guaranteed you'll hear a world of a difference in your music so you know just for being a listen to the podcast we're, we're going to set you up with a free trial so you can kind of see the difference between your music um using lantern they've made it affordable for you so uh, once again it's lander.com um that's l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d um and so you know for this week's podcast you know we do have a guest uh i want to make sure i mentioned at the beginning of the uh, of the program we got a guest uh shalom little uh shalil uh, he's been on the program a couple of times and uh, this guy here he's just now um released a project a dope project at that and um Man, it was so much information that that we went over. It was so many things that I learned just about culture and, and, you know, tying in um, music and and hip hop and just trying to make sure that you relate to the people and and really teach people at the same time and kind of push the the culture forward in that process. So uh, we had a great conversation, man, and and he will really be the bulk of the podcast this week. I wanted to make sure that we get um, to what he had to say. But before going there, uh, there were a couple of things I want to go over with you guys. and it's going to be very brief and, and we can continue this conversation later. But I just wanted to, to really speak on something that that um, it it was bothering me for a couple of weeks. Um, and, and it's really just the, the idea of change. Um, so and, and when I say change, I mean, like changing things around you, changing, um, you know, marketing plans, changing you know, different things. In my case, I changed um, straight out to den.com. I changed the logo. Um, and so I wrote this this article and, and, you know, I was telling, trying to explain to people because I kind of changed the logo. And, and, and when I changed it, I didn't really give people an explanation. I didn't tell people why. Um, all I did was really change the logo, put it up on the site. And then I did do an Instagram post and was like, you know, hashtag changes. Um, and, you know, the reception was great. People really loved the logo, the new logo, and, and they, they like the direction of it. And, you know, but I never really gave any um, explanation why. So I wrote this article um, and, and titled it simply um, why we changed our logo. And truthfully, the reason why was because um, I was just never satisfied and, you know, I, I, I was hesitant to say that because I, I didn't, number one, I didn't want to offend the person that uh, um, designed it because Dominique did a great job on the initial um, site itself was like when I didn't know anything about blogging, I didn't know anything about web design, any of that stuff. Um, I reached out to her and she really just like took this on as like her own pet project and, you know, made phenomenal leaps and bounds to it and, you know, open minds to stuff that I, I never would have, you know thought and like really and truthfully and I've told her this you know over and over that without her straight out of den.com wouldn't exist because she really was the the uh, the catalyst to kind of you know help put everything together and, and and you know that IT portion when I didn't know anything about that two and a half three years ago 
she was my go-to. So, you know, I, I'm forever grateful um, to her for that and everything that she's done. But, you know, at the time, it was just, um, for me, it was something I was dealing with for a while. I was just like, man, I really want to change this logo. And, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't do it. You know, I, I kept putting it off. I kept, you know, putting it off and saying like, oh, man, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pay anybody to design it, you know, or, or I don't want to take the time out to design it. Or if I design, if I if I do a redesign, if I change the logo, will people forget what Straight Out the Den is? You know, everybody's grew accustomed to. Um, and for you you guys that, that are familiar with the, the old logo, it was headphones, um, red headphones um, and, you know, straight out the den dot com and, and which was, you know, it, it worked. It worked for a while. And but the thing was, was just. Once again, I, I wasn't satisfied with it and I knew that I could do something and I knew I, it, it could be better and I knew it can it can actually say something. And, you know, I, I thought about it for a while and I, I kind of brainstormed very slightly. I didn't do a, a deep brainstorm on it. All of this stuff was really in my head that I knew I wanted to make something different. I knew. I knew I wanted to use my, my signature colors, the the uh, the red and the white. Um but I also knew that I wanted to make sure that it said something. I wanted to make sure when you saw that logo that it stood for something and that when you saw it, you knew that um, this was, you know, where you're at. And, and so the thing was, it was like, you know, that running in my head on one side and then on the other side, it was like, well, man, people are so familiar with these headphones. If you change it, you're going to lose your fan base. And truth of the matter is when it comes to changes you do have to factor all of those things in you know that anxiety that you feel about change um, sometimes can really you know make a difference in your career but you you have to get to the point where you're you're comfortable with at least trying to make a change and if you make that change you have to also be ready for the results of that change and so with all that in mind I sat down and, and, and mind you this is me thinking about changing the logo and I've already got stickers printed with this logo on it. I already have merch um, printed. I got sweatshirts sitting here. You know what I mean? All of these things are, are already in the works. And I'm like, man, so if I change this, I literally going to have to change everything else. And so that that kind of, you know, made me wait off a little bit. And, and I was like, man, do I want to go back and I got these stickers that I literally just got like, you know, maybe a month ago. And like, do I want to be in a position where man, now I got to reprint all this stuff. You know, money that was invested is, is almost a wash at this point. If I, if I go, you know, forward with the new logo. Um, and so I thought about all of those things and, and it came down to this. If I make the change, will it be a change that I'm happy with? And I told myself, you know what? I would be happy with the change regardless. And I'll be happy with the results, regardless of what those results are, because I knew that something else had to happen. So, you know, um, I told this long, elaborate story in the article where I, you know, played around with different fonts and trying to figure out, you know, oh, man, I want the fonts to stand out and all this. And then I, I really came back down to a basic font that I use all the time. Um, and, and I still won't give out that font. Um, it's not anything you know it's not a secret or anything like that but you know I do want to kind of keep something uh to myself on it but I came back down to a basic font and um a basic design I just wanted everything to look I wanted everything to look neat 
And, and I think the thing, the difference is with, with the, uh, the headphones, um, being the initial logo, um, everything was always, well, it was always bulky. You know, I could never get things to kind of line up how I wanted them to. So all of that was in my head. I wanted to now make a logo that, you know what, when it's there, it's, it's rectangular, you know, um, it had a certain size. It didn't really, um, you know, move all over the place. It was just, you know, it was, it was simple. It was almost like, you know, thinking about it as, as truly like a brand in the sense of the word. Like if I branded this somewhere, it's going to look good everywhere. So I had that idea in mind with the logo and then, um, you know, I got it where I wanted it. You know, I, I messed with the color schemes and I still wasn't satisfied. So I was like, man, this has to say something for years. We've been saying um, that we're the voice of the underground. So um, with that being said, I was like, man, that needs to go on my logo. Like people need to see that when they get there and say like, oh, straight out They're the voice of the underground voice for underground hip hop. And, you know, with that being said, it was like that was it voice for underground hip hop. And that's I mean, that's been the. The, the logo and the tagline for forever, excuse me, the tagline, you know, voice for underground hip hop. That's always been there. So put it, I put it on the logo. And once I did that, I sat back and looked at it and I was like, oh man, this is it. And so, you know, I, I went ahead and, and updated the logo, put it on the website and it's almost instant. As soon as I did that, every piece started to fall in place like everything looked right all of a sudden on the website things just started to be more attractive on the website and then you know i started getting the feedback rolling in the people that i didn't think were was paying attention started paying attention like oh man you know and i started getting messages out of everywhere like text messages and uh facebook twitter everything like hey man love the logo love the new logo love what you're doing and and it says so many different things and you know there's so many different components to that logo um some of them that i won't even tell you about that they're kind of personal um and, and it'll it'll makes sense in the future once you guys kind of see the direction that we're trying to go with the site and what we're doing for um the kind of um really move culture forward um uh, with, with everything and so there there's some symbolism in there and some some things that we have going on that's going to really make a difference um with everything that we have going on with with the um with the website and all of that so you know really that that's the thing man like with dealing with change you have to Number one, just make sure that you're okay with adapting to change. You know, you got to make sure that all of those things are cool with you. If if you don't feel like you're ready for change, then, you know, by all means, don't make the changes. But you can't be scared to do those changes because at the end of the day, those changes can make the world of a difference from everything that you have going on. So um, that's it. You know, uh, I told you guys it, it wasn't going to be long and detailed on changes. Hopefully that helps somebody out. Um, I felt like somebody was dealing with, you know, uh, making a hard transition to change. And so, um, hopefully that just a little brief thing there helped out and, and really just letting you know, like, Hey, you can do whatever you need to do. Just plan it out and go for it. You know, the worst case scenario, you can always go back. If that change that you put down didn't really, um, you know, didn't work out the way you wanted it to. So, um, like I said before, we have the conversation coming up with, um, the homie Shalil. Um, I do want to, you know, bring up, uh, A3C, um, they, they are coming up here in Atlanta, uh, on August, excuse me, not August, October 7th through the 11th. So, um, just for being, you know, listening to this podcast, you know, everybody likes to save money, right? That's me listening to you saying yes. So look, just for being, um, listening to the podcast, we have an offer right now that we are going to give you 
some money off. You know, you're going to save 15 bucks. All you got to do is it's very simple right now. You can click on the link that's going to be in the in the show notes. Um, I'll definitely put those there. But all you got to do is go to um, a3cfestival.com slash passes. Um, you go there and you're just going to use the promo code a 3 c 15 and then spell out straight out the den. Uh, and for those that don't know how to spell this, S-T-R, the number 8-O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Once again, just go to uh, a3cfestival.com slash passes and type in the promo code A3C15 straight out the den. You do that, it's going to give you $15 off. Um, I mean... I, I don't even have to really break that down for you guys anymore, man. Save some money. Um, you're already planning to be in the city, so just come through. Um, use that and, and save, you know, take $15 off, and it really helps us, and it'll help A3C. You guys will be at A3C, and it'll show A3C that, hey, you guys will listen to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, man, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get right into the interview with uh, Shalil, the homie uh, Shalom Little, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. I've been thinking, like, man, I, I should definitely go ahead and, and, and do this and then – it's like, uh, you know something? That's a little sale at Ikea. Let me go ahead and take advantage of this. Yo, so yo. Ikea's the move, man. But look, we got the homie. Um, man, this is your third time on the podcast, bro. I think so. Is this the yo. third time? Yep. Third time, man. So you know what they say, third time's a charm, man. And you definitely here. You got a lot of stuff going on. And um, we, we don't have a whole lot of time today, but we're going to make sure we get to as much stuff as possible. So, um, man, welcome to the, the Straight Out the Damn Podcast again, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing, feeling blessed, man. I appreciate you having me on here oh, yeah, again. No yo. doubt, bro. No <laughs> doubt. Like I, I, I told you, I think the last time we talked, man, we kind of briefly mentioned, like, you know, when you're a good guest and, and you really have something to bring to the table and, and have something to talk about, like this platform is always open. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, man, we, we we got a couple of things um, to really. Uh, you know, sit down and, and focus on today. And, you know, there's a couple of projects in the works um, that, that you have. And there's new music, uh, definitely new music. And so I've been listening to this um, this project here. This is my second time around. The first time I, I listened to it and I was, you know how you listen to music and you got other stuff going on. So yeah. you don't really get a chance to like really dive into it. And then this this time here, I was listening to it um, partially with headphones on. And then I, when I came in the den, I, you know, playing it a little bit out loud. So, yeah, um, yeah I had a chance to. <laughs> and then, you know, how as soon as you turn the music on, like, you know, out loud, then it's like, oh, OK, this is a whole nother ball. Game. Yeah. You, know, you can really start feeling stuff. So uh, the project that we're talking about. Oh, did I even say your name? I don't know if nah, I said your name. Nah, I was hoping that, you know, I will get recognizable. That's just the sad, right now. <laughs> that's, that's so sad, man. Look, the homie Shalil is in the building, man. I, my, my apologies, bro. It's my all apologies. good. So, it's all good. Um, but this project that we're talking about is uh, Excited Delirium. Um, and it's and it's kind of like, I guess, your greatest hits in a sense, right? Like, there's a... Um, I was I would say really is more of a lost tapes because lost the majority okay. the majority of this stuff I've never released to the public. Okay. You know, there's like a few things here and there people have heard, but it was never attached to a specific project. Gotcha, gotcha. So I, I I've heard it and um it, it's some stuff on there, man. It, it's a couple of things that I do remember, like a couple of lines like uh and I, I'm, I know I'm gonna kill, misquote you, so I'm, I'm not gonna go there. It was one like with the 45 line. I think I, I heard you spit. That. Oh yeah, believe. I think believe. I, yeah, I, I released yeah. that like 
kind of loosely last year. Okay, yeah, I, I remember that line specifically though, because like, you know how you 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 you're rapping and then all of a sudden you find yourself rapping to it. And I was like, hold on, do I know this? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm, I'm finishing the lines or whatever. So yeah, that one. Um, and I don't have the track list in front of me, but like track number two. Oh, you talking about Cooking Cane? That record there, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you you were upset, man. I, I felt like <laughs> I felt like I felt like you had a lot of stuff you needed to get off your um, chest on that record, man. Yeah, specifically with that record, um, I came out like summer of last year too. Okay, um, I was going through a transitional period because you know I left Subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left Ravencore, and you know it wasn't on good terms. Just to be straight up about it. Yeah, yeah. But also too, even before uh, my departure from that from that overall big umbrella camp um just my frustration um being the type of artist i am mm-hmm. competing in the scene you know what i'm saying so it's just like all that bottled up and i was like yo i just if i'm gonna start fresh if i'm gonna continue on or keep my sanity or really grow with no bitterness you know what I'm saying grow outside of atlanta with this music you know what i mean i i, I need to just release you know what i'm saying i need to I need to say the things I want to say, talk to the people that I need to reach, mm-hmm. and um, let the chips fall where they may. So, you know, that's why I made that record. I, I, I heard it, man. And it, like, you know, you, you, said, a, you said a lot of stuff. We're, we're going to start there. You said a whole lot of things. Um, I, I'm trying to think of, like, some quotables. But I know, for one, there was the... Um, you know, talking about like the cosigns that you got to have here in the city, yeah, uh, type thing. Which I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, and, and believe it or not, it happens on, um, it happens on more than just like on the artist side. It, it even happens on like a blog side too. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it, it is so weird, but you know, I was happy to see somebody else say it. You know what I mean. Sometimes I think when things come from a, a, a artist perspective it's a little bit easier to digest as opposed somebody that can't put it in rap form because it sounds like you hating Absolutely. and like and the thing is um that's kind of absurd to me is a lot of people in the scene whether they're artists whether there's overall creatives whether you know they're more in the business and a lot of people feel the same way um certain people feel the same way about people i reference to or things that I reference to on that record, but they would mm-hmm. never say that publicly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I just felt like at that point in time, I didn't have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? So it's just like fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Let's go with it. Like, I, it, it's at that that point where it's kind of like you know, um, that's some of it playing in the background. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's kind of like that conversation. You know, having that and, and saying like it. <laughs> You have to sometimes you have to play that, you know. You have to be PC, and I get it. You right. know, I, I understand that. Um, and then there's times where you just can't bite your tongue. You know what I mean? And I expressed it a while ago. I don't know if it was on this podcast or you know it was on something else, but I was just talking about from from a media standpoint. Having, um, I went to a festival down in Birmingham, mm-hmm. secret secret stages, right? And they invited me to come down to the festival 
You know what I mean? So these these are people that reached out, sought out, like, oh man, we love what you're doing here in Atlanta, man. I know Birmingham is a, a little bit of a drive, but come down here and cover this festival for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I thought about that because that was honestly the first time that somebody that wasn't here reached out, you know, media, and wanted me to cover an event that didn't want to charge me. Let right. me let me let me stress that that didn't want to you know say like, hey, we'd love for you to cover this event. Here's what you got to pay for your coverage. You know right. what I mean? So it. It was one of those things where it made me think like, man, like either I'm not working hard enough or something's wrong with the game because like media is supposed to cover the event and let people know about the event and make your event bigger than what it is. You right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and you see some of the bigger people that put in their work. I don't want to discredit any, you know, media outlets, but, you know, like a complex or somebody like that will get those calls and they're not paying anything. They're, they're, they're down there at those events and covering all day long. Or if anything, they're getting paid. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna go there. I'm yeah. glad you said it though. And, and it's like the part that's weird about it is that I've seen it happen where you have these big media outlets cover these, you know, local events, and the write up is like a paragraph. Yeah, it makes me think specifically. <laughs> um, this one event, they didn't do it last year, but there's this one event like called Spoiled Milk. Mm-hmm. Um. I may catch flack because it's referencing some of the same people I'm talking about cooking cane, but it is what it is. Yeah. But um, like for example, I know like hip hop since 1987, all these other big media's or sponsorship, yeah, people were at this event, and you know, um, it end up being a lot of people who are supposed to be on the bill end up not performing, and like when you go onto the site, um, I didn't really hear or see anything like a big write up about it and think and this is Atlanta. This is yeah. supposed to be black Hollywood, you feel me? Yeah. I maybe saw like something on their Instagram, but I didn't really see no like long in depth and they you know, article and they had like over twenty, maybe thirty artists, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like damn, like, you know what I mean? And and despite how I may feel about the content or the skill level of these artists, mm-hmm. um everybody's diligent. I'm not a hater. Everybody putting in work. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. argu is it's arguably to say a lot of them put in uh, more work than me, just however their team situation um, is set up or whatever. So it's just like you would think that would, they would get more traction from it, yeah. but it, that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's weird, man, because I've I seen it. And, and like I said, going back to just secret stages, and, and, and I don't want people to think that, you know, um, nobody here like, Scotty and the Cool Club, they just had like Cooligans Festival. They reached out, was like, man, hey, man, we love what you're doing. Come and cover the event. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely happens. But, you know, some of the bigger, bigger um, festivals that we have here in the city, you know, they, they, they love for you to cover it, but, you know, they want to charge it. And, and I understand you got to get your money. I get that. Like A3C. Oh, yeah. Well, A3C does it. Um, one Music Fest. Any, I mean, yeah. any, any festival that, bringing in a bunch of people they do it you know right. and i understand i get it you know you, you got to make your money but it's just weird to me that a festival that which is one of the biggest festivals like in the central time zone you know for secret stages will call and say like hey man come down here and cover this event i got people that went to um, bummer shoot in seattle they're just like hey man we love what you're doing down here come up here and cover this event it's crazy because it's like it's really like if you're not a LA, New York, Atlanta, or Miami, it's almost like 
it's almost like in a way you don't matter, which is crazy yeah. because there's so many people in other places. I'm, you know, you just said uh, Seattle, Birmingham is only two hours away from mm-hmm. here. Chicago, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about uh, St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Te- all the mad cities in Texas, like this, where they got their own thing going on. But yeah. it's just like if you're not really coastal, it's kind of like well, mm. yeah, it's it's weird, man. You know, but that's just. That's just one. See, look, that's what this project is going to do. Like, we went, we talked for about eight minutes on one song. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, kind of walk through this, you know, the whole project with me, man. Like, at first, kind of give us the um, exactly what it is. You say it's more like a lost tapes than than a greatest hits. These are stuff like, so what, what's the time span? Is it over like a year, a couple of years? Like, um, There's records on there that's all the way from 2010, before okay. I was even in Subconscious. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, Excited Delirium is a double entendre. Uh, one Excited Delirium being that, you know, I get a lot of people asking, you know, um, when you putting out a new body of work, which yeah, I'm still working. Yeah, which is still on the way. Of, you know what I'm saying? Readily Building Genius, the RBG EP. That, uh, that's going to be production all by me and Wino Willie. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's still on the way. So, uh, in a way, Excited Delirium is kind of like a sorry for the wait. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's a way that for me to release records that I wanted to put out. Um, a lot of reasons just because um, a lot of those verses you hear and stuff like that, they may be kind of short. They were supposed to be features. Um, there were supposed to be certain records that were supposed to be on the classic mixtape that okay. I was supposed to do with other artists that is never materialized or you know, um, just unfinished subconscious records that we never got to put out, you know, before uh, our demise as a as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in one sense, it's side delirium, but also, you know, as I spoke to you last time I was here, I was becoming more involved in, I guess you could, social activism yeah, yeah. and pertaining to our community, you know what I'm saying, black folk. Um, excited delirium is a term that's used... Um, usually by the medical examiner or the police department as the excuse of cause of death um, when somebody is tasered to death. So instead Mm -hmm. of saying that somebody died as a result of a police officer tasing somebody to death, they'll be Mm -hmm. saying, well, yes, we got tasered, but their body went through a state of excited delirium where it's too much electricity, their body couldn't handle the shock, and therefore... Uh, they said they succumb to the electrical shock. Okay. So that's that's where excited delirium that term really came from. You know what I'm saying? I was doing some work and research with um, you know, somebody who's heavily involved in like the civil rights movement back in like back in back in the day, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. with SNCC or whatever. So I was helped building a database and while I was doing that, you know, uh we were listing causes of death without within like the past ten year, ten span of like when somebody uh, that was black, got killed by mm. police, any police involved thing. And that came up a lot, excited delirium, excited delirium, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I kind of wanted to shed light with that. And, you know, some of the records, um, some of my older records too, as well as some of the more recent records, of mm. course, I've always kind of talked about that type of stuff that we facing out here because it's going on. So, Yeah, man, you know, you're somebody that, um, and anybody, if, if if they've heard our dialogue on, on these podcasts before, um, they know how we met and all of that. And but you're you're somebody that since the day that I met you, you've always had like 
um, your 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 hand on like the pulse of not only just hip hop culture but just culture in general. You know what I mean? Like you've always made it your made it made it like your business to know exactly what's going on with the people and, and knowing that I'm out here for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've always got that from you. And um even with everything that you got going on here, like I learned something new about excited delirium. I had no clue what that was. I've never seen the, the term um, you know, put together like that before. And so I'm learning from you just by, you know, sitting here doing this podcast. And to know that that's what you choose to name your lost tapes in a sense. Plus it kind of ties in some other stuff that you got going on. It's like, yeah. okay, like this dude is like, you know, you, you're doing, you're really making music for a purpose to make people going like, man, what is this? Let me look that up. And then once you find that up now, it's like, Oh, now I'm going back doing more research and I'm doing like trying to tie in the loose ends and figure out, okay, why is he, why did he choose to name this project? This, and you know, it's all that. And so when I see that, I, I think like, okay, this guy's obviously has an agenda. You know what I mean? You know, and, and I say that in a good way. I don't mean mm -hmm. that, you know, disrespectfully anything yeah. like that. So it's like with that agenda, what is your purpose with this music? You know what I mean? Like that you have, especially this body of work right now. Like what do you want people to do once they hear it? Well, um, before I go into that, I also want to include uh, a couple of things with the music. And this, this, uh, this mixtape is a mixtape in the more the traditional sense of the term that this is an ongoing thing. Like Wino Willie, who produced like the interludes and the beats and stuff, he he actually like mixed in the records together throughout the whole thing. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So with that, with just the music, there's also bits and pieces of me being interviewed by you mm -hmm. know different bloggers, also different radio hosts. Uh, some of them more from the political end. So you know we you get that. Sh because sometimes you got to take away the music from the message. You get some straight up commentary about how I feel and look at certain things in regards to like voting or, you know, just the 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 devalue of the black life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with that, um, Excited Delirium is going to be released on Black Noise, which is um, the new media group that I'm involved with. It's going to be released through our website, blknz.com. It's going to be released as a zip file. So along with the actual tape, you're going to get three documents that you can get from uh, MXGM, which is Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. Um, the first document uh, is called Operation Ghetto Storm, which is a report uh, that from between 2012 and 2013 reports like all the uh, extrajudicial killings of black people in the United States. Uh, the second doc document is Let Your Motto Be Your Resistance, which is kind of like uh, building on towards self-defense within the community in relations to, you know, uh, systematic oppression. And also, too, uh, the third document is We Charge Genocide Again, which is kind of like a supplement to the Operation Ghetto Storm. So with that, I feel overall my purpose you know as i try to walk more spiritually with god and why i feel like i'm here is to is communication you know mm -hmm. of uh, uh of us to rise up and, and to be our greater selves you know what i'm saying um if we were made in his image and call us by our names you know what i'm saying so I, I really i really rock with that line from badu so communication 
that's via music, that's via, you know, radio. I think I may have discussed before, I used to work at Album 88, you know, used to host Rhythm and Vibes via, you know what I'm saying, video production, whatever, like mass communication, you know what I'm saying, to the people. It's time for us to really control our narrative because we're watching the news we're watching, you know what I'm saying, all these movie companies make us look like coons and, you know, step and fetch it and all that. And it's like, you know, it's cool to be entertained, but we, it, the cost of that, especially with us, because everything's been ripped off off of us pretty much and been appropriated, is that our lives are being devalued. So I kind of feel like my purpose is to bring the balance in between that, and, you know. And I like to have fun. I may talk about ratchet shit here and there. You know what I'm saying? I might talk about some some real gully shit here and there because that's part of my experience too. But I'm also let you know, you know what I mean? I've been in school, you know what I'm saying? I got an associate's degree in business, you know what I'm saying? I've been at Georgia State with journalism, you know what I mean? I'm multifaceted, you know what I'm saying? The We as black people are multifaceted. We're not just one thing or the other. You know, all these other cultures and stuff, when they get presented in the light, in the media, you know what I'm saying? Uh... If you see, if you see, I'm trying to think of somebody, if you see MacGyver, you know what I'm saying, do one thing, you're not going to think, oh, all white people are like MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just kind of like, that's, I feel like really trying to bring that balance with what I'm doing. And, and I hear that. And, and you're doing, you're doing some things, you know, um, on the surface level to kind of get people attention with that. Um, I, I do want to speak on the music because we're going to get to the, uh, you know, Black Noise a little bit more in depth in, in just right. a second. But on the music itself, um how important is it for you to to okay this let's just keep it all the way 100 like a lot of times people don't want to hear lyrics in music you know mm-hmm. what i mean like people just want to be entertained in music so how do you find that balance of delivering a message especially a message as important as what you're talking about um but also not like making people say like all right, and, you know, cutting it off. You know what I mean? Like, how do you keep people entertained and give them a message at the same time? Well, like I just previously mentioned, um, I'm multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily wake up and want to hear Public Enemy or Talib Kweli Mm -hmm. 24-7. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about the message, but at the same time, I like to be entertained. You know, I definitely was influenced by, you know what I'm saying, Biggie, um, Pac, Mm -hmm. Big L, Jay-Z, Old Dirty Bastard, Lil Wayne, you know, a very di- Snoop, a lot of diverse yeah, people, you know what I mean? You. It's like, it's about telling a story. I'm a lot about storytelling, but I, I feel like I'm a rapper's MC and an MC's rapper. Like, mm. I want to hear the bars. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want you to bring it. <laughs> if we in the battle, if somebody battling, and you say some whack shit, and you come through and just destroy their whole life and just make him cry. <laughs> like, yes, I'm here for that. Like, I like to, that ignorant, raw yeah, shit. Like, yeah. let's keep it 100, man. You know, you, know, I mean? you know, speaking of the battling, man, like, you have glimpses of that on the project, too, where it's kind of like it feels like a big freestyle session. You know what I mean? Like, there's different people. I don't know who all, you know, on some yeah, of the records. Yeah, yeah. You get that. And, 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 and I, the one thing that I loved about that was kind of like it was almost that, that break in, in in the project, you know how you you also have the commentary where you're being interviewed, but then there's that break in the music where it's like you know what we're gonna just sit down and have a good old cipher, you know what I mean? I want to tell you one of the ciphers specifically. Um, all right, so I was at an event. Me and Cadis, we was out um, 
We was out over there. The New Era used to have like the flagship store off Lucky Street oh, yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Downtown, yeah. Right. So, you know, a lot of different free local hip hop events would take place. I forget who was throwing it, but Fort Knox was hosting it and Young Dro shout was out like, to Fort Knox. Yeah, shout out Heavy, 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 all that. <laughs> but um, Young Dro was like the special guest and he was like playing clips of his mixtape. And it was one of them events where it's like open bar. So, you know. I had some in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> we was out, you know, we was just outside talking shit. Um, Pluto, Pluto Smith ended up being out there and about. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I started freestyling and Katie started coming in and like randomly um, Princess of Crime Mob mm-hmm. passed us by. So, you know, Katie's over here talking shit. He's like, oh, hi, Princess. And then she yeah. started talking back and forth. I'm drunk as fuck, not giving a fuck. Like, basically, I don't give a fuck who you is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. We cypher it. I talk about your ass, too. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's definitely, you know, like, some random ass yeah, yeah, yeah. shit where it's just, like, the moments happen. Like, uh, other stuff with the radio stuff. Like, I was just digging through my old shit. And it was like, man, there's a lot of good shit that is just funny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely, like, definitely, like, that's kind of like I want to bring the balance because I know a lot of people just think like sometimes I'm just huh, heavy serious, you yeah. know, on my Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted <laughs> shit, and it ain't always like that, you know what I'm saying? And not like that all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, man, you know, and and the thing is, there there are plenty of artists that you know struggle with that same thing, like you mentioned before, like the Talia Kweli's, the comments, and all of that. It's almost like when they have a record where they're having fun, it looks like. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, you look at them like, yeah. well, why are you doing that? And it's like, dude, like, I, I'm not this all day long. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that all that's in the project. Um, the tape is like right up under an hour, right? Not It's not not that long of a tape, but it, there, there, well, let me take that back. That is pretty long for a tape nowadays. Like, you know, most projects now are like, you know, 30 minutes or less, pretty much, you know. Um, but to give that much music and that kind of, kind of content, uh, to the people, what is like truly like what is, what is your expectations you know going forward with releasing this project? Um, really, just to keep people engaged and excited, you know what I'm saying for the RBG EP. That's a lot of letters. Readily building <laughs> genius, you know what I'm saying? Because like I really this this tape like I said is really lost tape. Not everything is polished. Not everything is yeah. mixed a lot of roughness, but it's like. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like I spit some of my best verses ever on some shit that y'all never even got to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn, yo. Like, for anybody who may even started slipping or forgot, like, I forgot why I started liking Shalom Little. I forgot mm-hmm. why I was, you know, fucking with Sha Little. This tape is like, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He sh- he shitting he shitting on my like, like, he, like, got, hey. he got them bars, man. He definitely yeah. got them bars. Like I um I I never forget that time, man. I think we were at it was a it had to be a soul food cipher. Um, but it was one that that was at Georgia State. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how I don't know how I was there or why I was there. I think um, I shot you a text or something that, like the day of, and you just popped. Oh, yeah. I, I was just in, in the area. And, you know, I, I graduated from Georgia State. So for yeah. me, it was like, oh, man, let me go and see what's going on. You know, and man, it's so crazy, though, because um, I was there. And at the time, I, I probably recorded some footage on my cell phone at the time. And um, I just so happened to go back and look at that video a couple of weeks ago. And there was so many people in there who I rock with right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like, Milestones were in the video. Yeah. Uh, Pluto Smith was in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of course you and Cadiz was in the video but uh man and now i'm drawing the blank uh man what's the guy's name um kingsy was probably in there kingsy was definitely in there it was um the dude i forgot his name he dropped the project uh about maybe a year and a half ago, um, Albino, yeah. Dre. Oh, John Av, John Av, and I was like, man, all of these dudes yeah. in, in here who like I'm, I'm rocking with the music, and it's like it's crazy though to have that type of footage, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, at the time, you don't think anything of it. It's like, oh man, you know, it's a bunch of MCs in here, and then like as time goes by, everybody and progressing, been doing like, thing. Like, everybody been rocking for yeah. a while, man. So it's always good to see that, man, and, and you know. I, I enjoyed that because I, I like holding on to them gems. Like I got some footage right now of like you you'll be surprised at like artists that all of a sudden like I got Rhapsody like four years ago, just like footage just chilling and it's like yeah. didn't nobody know who she was like it's, now yeah they heard to pimp a butterfly yeah they heard to pimp like, a butterfly uh, but like, she oh. been doing her thing but for a minute with knife she, she been doing it for a while yeah. man but it's just it's cool to have those little small moments you know just to yourself. And I may re- I'm I'm sure I've released that stuff eventually, but it's always cool to see that you know just to see the progression and natural progression. Um, you know, before we get out of here, man, I, I definitely want to make sure that we talk about um, Black Noise and, and the the podcast. Now, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, um, and, and what you're doing with this, and actually how you're tying in the project to kind of go along and push it. Now, um, I think the first episode released maybe like what two or three weeks ago, something like that. Mm. Or it might have even been a month by now. Almost a month, like three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. And and I heard um I didn't finish the whole thing. I started it and I gotta go back and listen to it. Um, but from the parts that I heard, it was just like, is that what I like to call is giving dialogue to issues that to forgotten issues is what I, I think I wrote down. And and it's like it's one of those things when I say forgotten, it's like, of course, they're not forgotten, but to the to the mass media world, right. like people just kind of like, uh, we'll get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's there, like we'll yeah. get to it. And so that's what I appreciated the, the most about. Like, I think I heard like maybe 30 minutes or so of it. But it's just like, OK, he, and, and, and all of these, um, you know, the people around it seem like, you know, these are, are young minds and innovators, you know, on, on this podcast. And it's just like. Man, that's dope because I I hear it and I automatically think like, man, what would like you know? And I know this sounds like <laughs> so great, but like, what would MLK think? You know what I'm saying? Like, right? <laughs> but that's how I feel though. You know, that's how it made me feel because yeah. it's kind of like, man, like these dudes are really living that dream and like bringing this stuff back up where we kind of felt like, uh, it's. Well, I mean, we good, man. You know, you know how you get that yeah. feeling every now and then. Like, man, this is a free world, man. You know, I'm living. I got an apartment, all this, blah blah blah. And then it's like, and then something else happens, and then you, you're quickly reminded, like, oh, we're not that far removed, bro. Like, we're, you know, yeah, we might be forty, fifty years out of when this stuff went down, but it's like it's still going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, tell us a little bit more about you know the Black Noise podcast and, and that initiative and, and exactly what you guys are doing with that. Well, Black Noise was started off with me and members formerly of the Gen Y Project. Um, I may have briefly brought up the Gen Y Project when I was here last time. But, um, you know, we kind of just got frustrated and disgruntled with, the, with you know, some of the, like, the, the lethargic movements of certain other members within the group. As well as, you know, we were affiliated with AFSC. That that brought some politics and people that we didn't feel like we they were always necessarily in our best interest of what our overall dream is, 
and the dream to turn that into reality, which is liberation for the people, you know what I'm saying, black people. Um, as well as just like, you know, there's a lot of organizations and groups um, and this ain't no shot to anybody that you know. They all do the same thing. They all marching. They all demonstrating. They all having town hall meetings, which you know, bringing the attention to that is all good and is needed. But we have to like expand and diversify. You know, what I'm saying our struggle, our voices, our our, our wants for liberation and stuff. And you know, uh. TV One and like BET, they're just far too corporate in the yeah, ways yeah. to really touch on the ground of what's going on. So, is black noise is really just to take control of the black narrative. You know what I mean? We present different ideas and opinions, like the you know because there's no like one universal black voice in that sense. Like you know, you have a lot of different subcultures within our community that often are neglected, you know what I'm saying? So you have people that come in and we're not just talking to just activists, we're talking to creatives, we're talking to artists, we're talking to young black entrepreneurs, maybe some not so young black entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're discussing how, what their actions and their movements tie into liberation. We also have like a holistic health segment, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Mother Kia, you know what I mean? To bring that aspect, you know what I'm saying? In order to be able to fight and be strong enough to really bring change, you have to be mentally, physically, spiritually healthy as well. So we bring that aspect into it. Uh, of course, we playing music, you know what I'm saying? We try to play as much indie music as possible, yeah. keep them vibes going. So it's definitely just taking control of the black narrative, black perspectives, black stories, black culture, bringing that all into the helm and stuff like that. So definitely. That's dope, man. And, and so um, right now, well, I think you say you guys are two two episodes in. Right. Two episodes. And this is just the start of a bigger plan. Um, and I don't know if you want to go into all of that stuff or not, but there's some stuff that you got going on. In yeah, the that, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll wait on it. You guys just stay tuned. <laughs> just wait on it. Uh, but yeah. there are some things that, you know, that, that's in the works that's going to make this thing, you know, bigger than what it is right now. Um, and so how can the people, if they want to hear the, the podcast, um, how can they get it, number one? Um, are you guys like iTunes or anything? Are you running well, yeah, we, have, we haven't put it up on iTunes yet. We, we're going to incorporate that soon. Um, you can go to blknz.com. That's black noise, no vowels. That's the best way to remember. Yeah. Hashtag blknz. Uh, we're on, uh, basically, like, when you go onto the website, we have a podcast archive. It links gotcha. back to our SoundCloud page. So if you want to go straight to the SoundCloud page, it's black noise radio, noise with a Z. All right, dope, dope. Yeah, man. So definitely check it out. I, I mean, like I said, I, I listened to the first thirty minutes of it, and from what I heard, is is, I mean, it's it's valuable information, and really, it's valuable information for anybody. You know what I mean? I think right. that uh, it's that that narrative should be told um, not just you know amongst black people, but you know white people need to hear it too, um, just to to understand what's going on. Because sometimes I think the the biggest barrier is that we we both have our own opinions and nobody meets in the middle and have a conversation. And then we're like, we're like this the whole time instead of exactly. like, you know, presenting that, that conversation um, in a way that both sides can understand. So definitely check it out. How can the people, um, if they want to hear the project, where can they pick it up at? And, you know, um, Oh yeah. Um, 
Uh, preferably, you know what I'm saying, to get the whole zip file with all the, you know, the valuable information as well as the music. You go to Black Noise, blknz.com. Okay. It's going to be there. Um, you can also, it's also going to be on my SoundCloud as well as the Black Noise Radio SoundCloud. So you can hear it through there, but um, definitely hit up that website. We got a whole bunch of other information and stuff as well that you can check out there. So blknz.com is where you can get Excited Delirium. And just so people be aware, I got I spelled it kind of funny so that way, you know, when I hashtag it and promo it out, I don't be bunched it with a whole bunch of random Excited Delirium. So it's X-C-I-T-E-D capital D. L I R I U M, excited delirium. I was gonna say, man, that's like um, one of the smartest things that you can do. Like, that's yeah. just you know, this is this is the straight out of the damn podcast. We are here for the indie. Right. Um, so I'll give y'all a quick little tidbit. You know, I have to do those things. Like, right. whenever you're naming a project, or even if you're naming yourself as an artist, pick something unique. You don't want to pick anything that somebody else can type into Google and they're gonna get. 20 other things right, you know what right. I'm saying like good examples the, the, like the rapper problem if you type problem in Google you're gonna get all types of problems coming up you know what I mean of course problem has worked his way up to the point to where he's probably at the top of that list but that's a lot of hard work you don't have to type in problem rapper trouble right. same same type of concept you know what I mean so just think about that whenever you're naming yourself or naming a project make sure it's something unique that if you type it in you're not gonna see it anywhere. You know what I mean. So that's just some. That's something quick. Y'all can take that with your next project before you name it. That type it in Google and see if it'll show up. If it's right. not there, you did a good job. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean. So that's. I mean, but it's amazing though, dude. Like we go to, you know, we're in the we're in the age now where you have to factor all that stuff in. Like back in the day, you didn't really, you know, nobody thought about it. I guess all ideas were kind of unique anyway if you were coming up with stuff. But it was like, you know. Think about it now. You you got to take all that stuff in account. <laughs> like you say, you, if you would have spelled it the same way, it would have been like okay, it would have got lost. You know, yeah. it got, got lost in. Even in with um, I had, we had to think about that with Black Noise because technically there's BLKNZ. If you hashtag it, there's I guess there's some artist group that's called Black Noise. They okay. spelled theirs a little bit more differently. Mm-hmm. No shade, but we just trying to overtake that hashtag. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But but I know if we would have spelled Black Noise just regular, regular, oh, yeah. we has been lost. Yeah, you know yeah, we I mean? would have been lost in the mix, man. It's just like I mean, but that's just stuff that you got to learn on the way. Some people figure it out beforehand, and some people have to figure it out later and end up eventually changing stuff and all that. So um, it, it's definitely happened. I've seen it happen over and over with a lot of artists, um, a lot of music, a lot of stuff. It's just like, man, I can't find my album. The first ten pages of Google is not there i was like well bro you named it something so common that everybody is on, yeah. on page 28 of yeah the Google, yeah it's not not gonna do you any good on page 28 i'll tell you that so look man before we get out of here is there anything else you want to tell to the people um i don't know are we are we doing bars today man i don't know it's, it's up to you man nah nah I'm, no, just, no. I'm gonna save all the bars man you know what i'm saying excited delirium you know what i'm saying check that out Pass it along, spread it out, you know what I'm saying, like like a, like straight viral, you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm going for with this, to let people know what the deal is. You know what I mean? Uh, Black Noise, go check that out. BLKNZ is the hashtag. Excited Delirium. Readily Building Genius is on the way. 
Ratch Lana is on the way after that. Okay. Shout okay. out to <laughs> shout out to Wino Willie for always holding me down. Yeah, Wino is dope, man. Wino Willie, wrecking in Philly. You know what I'm saying? He actually has a uh, I guess he's starting to do this party event, which is excited. He he titled it Excited Delirium as well. Dope, so if dope. you out if you out there in Philly, man, holla at the young boy. You know what I'm saying? And um, oh, yeah. you know, shout out to everybody who let me um um. With that, you know, whether they were featured on actual songs or not, or you know what I'm saying, I did features for them and they let me put it out anyway. So I definitely much props to Cadis, P U R E, Taye of Nymatic, Neon Dion, Alan Thomas, Vancito of Ilmont, um, George F. Baker the third, Timeless Knight, Wino Willie, of course. There's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Classic. But thank you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dougie the Abolitionist, uh, Voices of Descent radio show. Shout out Mike of Food on the Table, you know, with the interviews as well. Uh, Charlie the Communist. Yeah, shout out to all y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all helped make this project for what it is. Dope, dope, man. Well, look, man, y'all make sure y'all pick up the project. Uh, how can people follow you on um, social media if they want to connect? Everything is Shalom Little. That's S-H-A-L-O-M, Shalom, and then Little, L-I-T-T-L-E. You know what I'm saying? That's Snapchat, that's Google Plus, that's Facebook, that's my website, that's Twitter, IG, Tumblr, all, anything that you can think of. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's how you're going to find me. So you connect with me, talk to me, I'll talk back to you. You feel me? Um, just going to put some two cents in there real quick. Yeah. That's also how you um, make sure you're at the top of Google. <laughs> <laughs> Name everything, everything the, the same. same. <laughs> Keep everything the right. same, man. Even if you got to go through and change some stuff, go and change it now while, while it's still available. Make everything the same, man. It yeah. makes it easy for everybody to find you. Guaranteed. That's gems, man. That, right. That's from, that's from Shalil right there, man. So look, it's Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. You can follow me on everything. Social media is Straight Out the Den. S-T-R, the number eight. O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Um... Follow the homie, man. Pick up the projects. They're definitely dope. They have my cosign. So pick up everything uh, this guy has to offer, man. Like I said before, if you uh, listen to this podcast, oh, subscribe on iTunes, man. I, I know I don't do that as much nowadays. Um, you guys are subscribing. Uh, but by by all means, tell a friend, man. This is, this is something that we're doing, providing a platform for the indie artists. I want to catch the artists before they blow up. And, and run everywhere else so um support the indie man support the underground we are the voice for the underground so look if you listen to this podcast and you got a dream pray on that dream research that dream and work until that dream becomes reality and with that being said i'm jay good straight out to the end he's shalil we out Chema.